high short kick that is going to come up and bounce at the 20. Rutgers has a chance to recover it, and they do! What a play by the Scarlet Knights! Get it to Harper with three, with two, with one. Harper for the win! Got it! Down and 10 at the 21. Wimsett hands it off. It's Manunga getting to the corner left. 20, 15, cuts inside 10. Manunga down near the goal line. He is in! Touchdown, Rutgers! Now with six. Baker making his move with five. Step back three for the lead. Oh. Yeah! With one point, one to All right, Tuesday, January 16th, Aaron Breitman here for the Scarlet Faithful Podcast. A bit of a messy day out there, a little bit of snow in North Jersey, mix elsewhere, and uh, wanted to circle back on Rutgers men's basketball. So did a rapid reaction after Sunday's game. I know that fans are upset, frustrated, have every right to be. Uh, Disappointed performance, even though there were big dogs at Michigan State. Uh, I think it was the way it unraveled, certainly. Um, you know, just kind of spoke to the frustrations overall of this season right now. Rutgers are one of four in Big Ten play. And wanted to touch on a few things. You know, I think what I try to do for rapid reactions is focus on what I think are the key factors in the win or loss. And I'm not going to take time to kind of go over big picture items uh, for the season in great detail, which I do in more episodes like this. And you know, some people were upset that I didn't focus enough on Rutgers just missing shots. Um, you know, I thought in that game, I mean, three-point-wise, they shot pretty well for them. They were 7 of 18. It was like 38%, 39%. They were more efficient uh, with layups than they have been, 9 of 14. Still not good enough, but better. Uh, I really felt like, uh, you know, that it was, it was digesting that 19-0 run in the second half when the bench struggled, uh, when transition defense fell apart. And then Rutgers just kind of stopped working for good shots. Um, you know, I made a comment about the, the starters starting to gel. You know, I'm not talking about for the whole season. I'm talking about in that game, I thought you saw some encouraging signs in this, the close, the first part of the first half and then the first part of the second half where you saw the starters working better together offensively. They were playing more of purpose. They were sharing the basketball better. There was more screening action. There was a lot of diagonal screens going on. They were getting better shots. They were making shots. They were playing with confidence, and they were they were cohesive together on the floor on both ends. Um, and they couldn't sustain that, and that's a problem, of course. And, and you know, going back to the substitutions, and, you know, I thought Peichel had, had, had a plan Right? He kept his two best defenders on the floor in Mag and Cliff, brought in three offensive-minded players in Noah, um, Joe Michael Davis, and uh, who, who has been really good at times on defense, and then also Oscar Palmquist. And, um, you know, they weren't able to keep the same intensity. And then when the starters came back in, they weren't able to recapture it either. So in terms of the offense, I wanted to focus on that now because, yes, it's a major problem. You know, if Rutgers was just average offensively, uh, they'd be in a much better position. Uh, still don't have any bad losses. And there is a very uh, much more manageable break in the schedule uh, in a couple weeks uh, through the rest of the season. They're in a hellish period right now. You have Nebraska at home on Wednesday. You're at Illinois on Sunday. And then hosting Purdue the following Sunday. People say, you don't need to say anything. Just, you know, they just miss shots. That's all that matters. If they're not going to make shots, they're going to stink. Well, 
I think it has a lot more to do with some inefficiencies and some and the mindset, the mentality of the team in terms of offense. You know, in terms of of kind of general thoughts, uh, you know, they're, they're lacking discipline, they're lacking patience, they're forcing things. Um, you know, their spacing is bad at times. Uh, I think it all. I shouldn't say all. I think a big part of the problem on offense is that they don't have a true point guard that's emerged. I think there was hope that Derek Simpson would be that guy. I think there was some hope that Noah Fernandez would be that guy. You've seen Jermichael Davis have some run as a point guard. He had a tremendous stretch of assist to turnover ratio where that's kind of, you know, he's been, he's been committing a lot of turnovers lately. Um, you know, Austin Williams has been a lot better lately, but he's not a point guard. Um, they've mixed and matched all four guards and they just haven't been able to sustain a good mix there. Uh, in terms of what they're getting out of guard play and guard play is so important in basketball, specifically college basketball. And it's been a big part of the struggles. It's been why they haven't been able to settle down at times. Um, you know, they, they, I don't think in terms of what you're seeing, I don't think it's an unselfish team in terms of, you know, attitude chemistry. I think, uh, excuse me. I, I think their attitude is good. I think their chemistry is good. I think you're not seeing enough, enough unselfish play on offense in terms of uh, sharing the basketball. I think they're trying to create scoring opportunities, um, but there's a lot of dribble, drive, pull up, shoot, miss. Uh, there's not a lot of uh, dribble, uh, attack and dish, uh, kick out, you know, to the That's right. Big 10 teams are getting back in transition. They're physically able to keep up with Rutgers and you're not seeing the Rutgers guards uh, look for the trailer, right? You're seeing them. I mean, Michael Davis was a perfect example of, of going too far into the rim uh, in transition and, and getting called for the charge. Um, you've seen them kind of get sucked in and take uh, contested shots, even if they are near the rim at times, uh, you know, everyone's guilty of that. You're not seeing a lot of looking for the trailer, kicking back out, uh, either to reset the offense or to, to, you know, then kick the pass and find the open shooter. You know, they're not making that extra pass. Um, there's just too many quick shots. They're, you know, top 40 in terms of average possession length, in terms of speed, under 16 seconds. But um, I, th I think it's been hurting them because uh, they're not getting enough offensive rebounds. They're not getting enough second chance opportunities. It's speeding up the game and allowing their opponent to, get more scoring opportunities, uh, get more possessions. Rutgers has way too many one-shot possessions. They're not following their shots. They're not getting those long rebounds. Uh, it's it's created kind of a uh, just a, a cycle of frustration that you could see them playing a little bit tense um, in terms of how they're, you know, managing offense, how they're taking their shots. Um, you know, I think y y there's too many long twos being taken. I don't think it's hero ball as much or like traditional ISO in terms of, you know, posting up your defender, backing him down, uh, trying to work the shot clock. It's much more of kind of take the first read that they, the defense gives you and take it um, and not work the defense, not work the shot clock, not, uh, you know, work the basketball in terms of ball reversals, in terms of making that extra pass, in terms of, you know, inside out game. Um, you know, Cliff is getting smothered because Rutgers can't make a shot from the outside. Um, you know, he, I, I've, I've said many times, he's not a traditional big in the sense of, I think he's very strong as a post-up offensive player, um, you know, and he's worked on his passing, but I think you're not seeing Rutgers even post him up and just, you know, uh, 
entry passes into him and then boom, him looking for open guys on the perimeter. Uh, you know, Rutgers guards are struggling to get entry passes in the cliff, you know, and it's impacting his game. His shot attempts are way down from last year. His efficiency is down. Um, you know, I, I don't think that they're utilizing enough of uh, Cliff in terms of finding him off the roll, in terms of screening actions. You know, that high high ball screen last year that worked at times down the stretch, pretty much won the Penn State game with Derek Simpson and Cliff doing that high ball screen. You don't see a lot of that. Um, you know, they're not they're not getting him out in space enough, but they're not able – the guards haven't really learned how to get him the ball with an opportunity for him to score. And, you know um, – He's drifting a little bit uh, as, uh, from the rim. Um, you know, he's uh, trying to, I think, maybe create on his own uh, away from his back to the basket, you know, in 15 feet. Uh, and, you know, you haven't seen great results in that regard. Uh, they're not getting him alley-oops like he used to get. Um, you know, and, and he's not even getting those rim running opportunities where, you know, in transition where he's, he is the trailer and he's following the guards and trying to get offensive rebounds. Um, you know, there's just, there's a lot of frustration out there and the activity, the ball, uh, the movement, both ball movement and, and players moving off the ball. Uh, you saw a back screen or two against Michigan state, but it's just not consistent enough and they haven't found enough, you know, anything that works. Um, you know, Danny Breslauer, I'm sure people follow him on Twitter. He's uh, got great analysis. You know, he always talks about repeatable actions, repeatable offense. And it's true. You know, Rutgers hasn't found anything that kind of their go-to. Um, and, and I've spoken to the inability to stop long scoring runs from the opponent uh, because they don't have a knockdown shooter that can just, you know, a knockdown score, a reliable score they can go to. Um, bouncing around a little bit. In terms of offensive rebounding, you know, uh, Brian Fonseca had an article on NJA Advanced Media talking about uh, how Rutgers is, you know, shooting historically at a very low clip uh, in multiple categories. And there's tons of advanced stats out there, whether it's Evan Maya or, um, you know, Bartorvik or Ken Palm. Uh, I've looked at all of them. And yeah, they all tell a similar story in terms of how poor they're shooting. Um, you know, in Rutgers right now, in terms of the Pikel era uh, on offense, I mean, they're shooting 44.2% from two point range overall. That is uh, second to worst of the Pikel era. You know, in 21, uh, they shot 51.7 from two. Uh, the year after they went to the tournament, 49.4%, uh, which, you know, isn't even like, you know, uh, amazing. Uh, it's like, you know, right around 100, 125th. This is, uh, you know, they're at 344th right now, a two-point shooting percentage. On second, included a clip where, I guess, in Big Ten play through five games, they're shooting the lowest two-point percentage of the Ken Palm era. 38.2%. So it's been dreadful, you know, um, in terms of threes. I mean, this is the uh, worst three-point shooting team percentage-wise that Pykel has had since he's been at Rutgers, 29.2%, 329th nationally, uh, free throw percentage, 66.5. I have talked about the assets of Simpson, um, Noah, and Hyatt from the free throw line down the stretch. Uh, those guys got to get to the free throw line more, I think, even though Rutgers is shooting poorly from three, they need to generate better looks from three. They need to attack the rim more uh, and and either, you know, increase their free throw rate and get to the line, create contact, um, kickouts to three, generate open looks. Um, they need to offensive rebound. They need more second chance opportunities. And that was what was striking to me, all these shooting percentages. If you look at the offensive rebounding rate for the Rutgers offense right now, they're 31%. Uh, that's 
just 121st, right? Not terrible uh, nationally, but if you look at those uh, early teams of Pico, right, when they struggled to shoot the ball, uh, that first team he had, they shot really poorly, very similarly to this team. But they rebounded the ball offensively 37.4% of the time. That was seventh best nationally. They were generating second chance scoring opportunities. And again, they weren't shooting the ball great, but they were getting themselves chances. Rutgers right now has way too many one shot possessions. And also, in terms of offense rebound rate, you know, those those two other teams from Pikel, you know, 33%, uh, 33.3%, 43rd, 33.4%, 34th. They were basically top 50 in offensive rebounding rate his first four seasons. They, As the talent improved and their shooting percentages improved, the offensive rebounding rate does go down. But now that they're shooting so poorly, they're just not making up for it in any way in terms of the offensive rebounding. So that's been an issue. Um, you know, just in terms of uh, – I touched on Cliff a little bit. I touched on the offensive rebounding. I mean, it's not leading to any easy baskets. They're not getting those steals and layups like they were in non-conference play uh, off of their defense. Um, they're not getting, uh, you know, they're, they're not uh, following their own shot as much and getting, you know, guys getting rebounding their own misses. Um, they're not getting a lot of putbacks in terms of offensive rebounds and second chance points. Um, things are getting closed off, you know, and um, I think, again, it goes back to not having a traditional or true point guard and also pass first point guard. And as much as people, you know, want to be critical of Paul Mulcahy and listen, he was not the perfect point guard. He was not a traditional point guard. He struggled at times. You know, we, we, we know that, you know, he was not his best towards the stretch last season, but his mentality, he was a pass first point guard and people got frustrated by that sometimes. And that was correct at times where he needed to be a little more selfish and, and needed to look for a shot more. But when you had a guy on the floor who was committed to finding his teammates, creating scoring opportunities for his teammates, uh, that that creates more balance offensively. Rutgers doesn't have that right now. They don't have someone that's able to create for their teammates on a consistent basis. And a lot of times guys are just kind of taking the ball and, and taking matters into their own hands. They're, they're, I think they have good intentions, and it's not working. And I think that is a big part of the problem. Um you know, I think Derek Simpson, you know, he, he's shooting too many twos. He's not, he hasn't emerged as the distributor. I think that he can be. Um, and I mentioned that high, high ball screen, you know, he used that so effectively at times last year. You're not seeing a lot of that. Um, but I think you're just, you're not seeing this team as a whole um, in terms of being able to sustain ball movement and, and, and able to, you know, not allow frustrations creep in um, and not get uh, complacent. You know, and, and, and they need more con consistent movement, consistent screening actions. Um, you know, Antoine Wolfolk uh, is someone that has been really effective off of screens and being able to, to help Rutgers, um, you know, get some spacing uh, in the half court. Uh, but overall, I think, you know, this team just hasn't, they haven't meshed. They're not cohesive. Um, you know, and again, going back to the point of they're, they're just, uh, they're, they're trying to, force things to the point where it's not leading to consistently good enough looks. Now they have had some good looks and just missed shots. Um, so there, there's a lack of confidence there, um, but they just can't seem to get in the flow of things. Now defensively, they've been very good. You know, they, they've struggled at times in big 10 play. They're not going to be perfect. They're fourth right now in big 10 play, but they're dead last in offense. Um, and they just can't, 
sustain that defensive effort when you're not scoring points. You know, when, when Rutgers traditionally, I mean, when they when they can get points off of their defense, uh, it's just a, a kind of like a cyclical effect where they just they get better defensively, they're more locked in, um, and and they start feeling better on offense. You know, and um, Cliff hasn't had the shot production he had last year. Um, you know, they haven't had they don't have a consistent three point shooter. Uh, Hyatt, you know, shooting 35%. I think he's been admirable in what, how he's playing. I think he is trying to play within the flow of the offense. I, I actually think for him, he's had a big pro, uh, major progress in terms of how he uh, tries to operate out there in the half court. But again, I think the lack of point guard presence is a problem. Um, and you haven't seen this team figure that out. You know, the lineup combinations, I, I, I think you can't fault Pykele for trying pretty much everything at this point. Um, in terms of his different uh, point guard, um, you know, combos. And I think that uh, Austin Williams gives him something specific. Uh, I think that, you know, between J. Mike, Noah, and Derek, you need to find an answer in terms of someone being consistent uh, to be able to run the offense, to be able to keep Rutgers uh, in sets, to be able to keep them, uh, you know, have them play with purpose offensively. Uh, to be able to, to make sure the ball doesn't stick, uh, to, to not get frustrated, uh, and to, to not settle. They're settling. They're settling for too many twos. You know, in, in the modern game, it's threes and layups. You don't want to settle for these 15-foot jumpers. Now, can you get into the lane and hit the seven-footer? Well, that might be a little bit better. But, um, you know, just way too many elbow jumpers, um, you know, that, that they're not going in. You know, and it's easy to say that they shouldn't be taking them when they miss them. If they're making them, then, you know, it's hard to argue against it. But just strategically, um, because it also just in terms of them getting back on defense and, you know, uh, it's it's uh, they're just unable to sustain possessions and they're not able to create um, offense that they can rely on. And it's been a huge problem. Can they figure it out? I think that the personnel, listen, it's not a perfect, perfect roster. We know that. Paul and Cam aren't there. I know people don't want to hear that excuse, but it's true. Uh, people are in roles, players in roles that you didn't expect them to be. Um, you know, Gavin has struggled off the bench. They haven't gotten a lot of wing production at all, aside from Hyatt. Mag, to me, is a four. Yes, he could play in the perimeter some, and he has. But at the end of the day, he fills the four role for Rutgers. And, um, you know, they just haven't gotten enough scoring from, from any position. Hyatt's been the most consistent offensive player. Uh, they have to figure out a way to get Cliff more involved uh, and comfortable on offense. Uh, they have to be able to uh, be uh, more aware, better court awareness and better spacing uh, in terms of their transition and how they get into their half court, uh, you know, looking to create space, looking to create open scoring opportunities for opponents. They, they should be taking more threes. I, I, I disagree that they should take less threes, um, but you have to have some kind of inside out game. You know, and that, that will help open Cliff up as well. No easy answers, but um, – and I'm not saying anything the staff doesn't know, and I'm not trying to say that I know better. I'm just giving you my thoughts. This is my take on what I see, um, and I don't think it's hopeless. I really don't. Um, I think it's just the mentality of this team uh, and in terms of just buying into uh, being committed to working things uh, offensively uh, to not settle, to not get frustrated, to not have your will bent – by the opposing defense um, and to really, uh, you know, just continue to work things.
you know, uh, to take it possession by possession um, and really try to generate better looks. Um, and I, I, I think you'll see some progress there. Again, getting to the line more. Uh, this team has shown uh, an ability to do that as well. But when you have um, not enough, not enough, and we have Derek Simpson, Noah Fernandes, and uh, Andre Hyatt, you know, those are guys that, you know, need to get to the foul line and you'll benefit a lot. Um, offensive rebounding is huge. Uh, absolutely have to do a better job on offensive rebounding. And then when they get those offensive rebounds, they have to convert. They have to make more layups at the rim. Uh, they have to finish strong. You know, how many and ones have we seen from this team this year? Not many, not many. So long way to go. I do think the schedule presents some opportunities very soon here. Rutgers does not have any bad losses. Things do not look very good right now, but I do think that there's a path to this team being a lot better in terms of they've been. Now, I'm not saying they're going to, you know, make it into a tournament run right now, but I am saying that I think this offense can be a lot better than it is. And I don't think Michael's saying that this team should score 80 points or has shot a lot better in practice in the offseason and all that. I, I don't think that that's false. I think that there, there's a path to that. But some of the kind of big picture things I talked about here, um, I think are the path to to creating that, uh, creating better offense. So we'll see what happens. I know I rambled a bit at the end. Uh, I just wanted to put some thought into this. And, you know, if I don't point out every single thing after rapid reaction, you can always message me. I appreciate the comments. Appreciate everyone that watches. Um, but I also try to make it unique, too, because if I keep laboring the same day, well, if you just made a jump shot, uh, you know, they'd win. See you later. Thanks for watching. I mean, you know, I'm trying to to um but but be authentic and and you know it's uh killing me to see this team struggle so bad because i think like i said i think this is a good core i think that they have good chemistry i think that they want to do the right thing i think they're just really lacking execution and patience um and the ability to create offense in the way that they want to do it and um you know to uh wednesday night against nebraska is a huge opportunity i'll be back with keys for that game soon I'll have a wrestling podcast coming up, uh, football as well. Uh, stick with me here at the Scarlet Faithful Podcast, and thanks for listening once again.